Hey, my name is Eric, and I'm one of the hosts of Straight Truths Podcast. You may be wondering a little bit about what Straight Truths is all about. Well, in a world where truth is relative and there are no absolutes, we are going to discuss the absolute truths from the Word of God. All right, welcome back to another episode of Straight Truths, the first episode of 20. 22. I'm your host, Eric Crittenden, and today we're going to talk about subjugation. We're going to talk about how um, how it's actually done, how things actually happen when a person, a ruler, or, you know, somebody wants to dominate a group of people, or you could even transition this into uh, how to dominate how to dominate a conversation for lack of better terms um, so we're gonna get started and today uh, the scripture we will be coming from is we'll be coming from Daniel chapter one and let's talk about that for a minute you know <clears throat> you take a look at some of the things that are going on and and in, in uh, history today you take a look at stuff that's going on in well let's just say it take a look at how things are are going in america today right um you know i've purposefully been silent um for a little while due to uh covid uh and how Pretty much you can't say a blessed thing uh, against the mainstream narrative. And it's very disgusting. Uh, It's very uh, disappointing to see that you can't disagree with the mainstream narrative. Uh, If you disagree with the narrative, you get, unfortunately, you get to experience the cancel culture. And here's the problem. Uh, If you take a look at the Bible and you look at how things went with, say, the apostles, uh, you take a look and see how things went with Jesus himself. Um, You know, it's it. um, You know, you want to talk about cancel culture, cancel culture on steroids today. And it's really, it's really depressing how you can't talk about COVID. You can't have a differing opinion on the vaccine. You can't have a differing opinion uh, politically. And, you know, just slowly, day by day, we see certain things happening that would make you turn around and for lack of better terms, we can turn around and slap your grandma. Um, now, I'm not advocating violence. Um, you know, this is um, straight truths, after all. And uh, recently, over the time that I've been out, uh, out of pocket, uh, not uh, putting up any new broadcasts of straight truths, um, 
I've gotten I've gotten to see some things that are very discouraging. But I am glad that my hope does not rely on the federal government. I'm glad that my hope does not rely on whether I do or whether I don't have thousands of followers. My hope does not rely on whether or not I get to exercise any of my constitutional rights here in the United States of America. Um, that's not where my hope lies. You know, there's an old hymn that says, my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. That's where my hope is, folks. And I'll be totally straight up honest with you. Um, if I if, if I didn't have that assured hope through Jesus Christ, I'd be in a bad, bad spot today. Because I don't see much hope around being offered to anybody. Uh, the only thing I see is shut up, wear your mask, and get vaxxed. Now, I'm not anti-vax. I will say that straight up. Uh, as a matter of fact, um, if anybody really cares, I did my research. And yes, uh, my myself, I am currently under the current definition before... Um, they changed the rules about being fully vaccinated with the Fauci ouchie. Um, I'm fully vaccinated. Now, I had my reasons. I did my research beforehand. And I felt that that was the right thing to do. Now, rules are changing. Um, guidance is not clear. But you know what is clear? Things in the Word of God are clear. Now, we hear a lot of, well, you know, the Bible says render under Caesar what is Caesar's. I get it. But let's talk about, you know, the fact that they're not talking about Caesar owns you. Caesar owns your body. Um, the body that we have is our gift from God. Our body belongs to the Lord, right? So, um, yeah, render under Caesar what is Caesar's, but unto God what is God's. And Paul tells us, don't you know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. So not only do we have to watch what we put in through what we watch, you know, what we're taught, what we allow to take our ourselves to take in, but that also that also includes what we take into our body from a medical standpoint. So, you know, just it's been a while. I wanted to get that out there and just say, you know. 
God is doing his thing. None of this that is going on today is a surprise to God in any way, shape, or form. And, you know, um, I'm just going to be flat out honest. I don't give a rat's hind end about the cancel culture and about people canceling me. I don't care. You know, um, because the Word of God has some things in it um, that are just as relevant today as they were back in the day that the Bible was written. Now, all you naysayers that want to sit there and say, yeah, that, but, you know, that was written by men. Men make mistakes. Blah, blah, blah. Right. I got it. I get you. Well, Eric, have you thought about how did they decide what goes in the Bible and what didn't go in the Bible? You know, the, 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 you know, the council that, that decided all that? What if things were left out? Well, what if things were left out? Does it matter? Well, maybe. But right now, the Bible as we know it, with the 66 books that have been canonized, have been around and been in the Bible for years. So, without further delay, um, it's time to get real and it's time to get raw. Most of you may notice that there has been a explicit uh, tag added to the Straight Truths podcast. Yes, there has been. And why? Because there's probably going to be some things said that are going to be quite offensive. And, you know, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with offensive. I'm okay with being real. I'm okay with calling us ace of spades and ace of spades. The queen of hearts is a queen of hearts. If you got a two of clubs, it's a two of clubs. And it's time to get real. It's time to stop pussyfooting around and tiptoeing through the tulips when it comes to things of God. Uh, when it comes to the word of God, um, you need to be, you know, you need to be educated. Um you know, and there are things in the Word of God that, you know, may not make sense, um, may be harsh, but hey, it is what it is, right? So today I want to talk about, you know, how subjugation, how, you know, if you want to take over a people group and you want to get ultimate subjugation there is a blueprint in the bible for that now i'm not saying that it's something that is to be done um because honestly we're not trying to subjugate anybody but take a look at the world today folks in the day and age of covid in the day and age of the mask mandates in the day and age of the government dictating who has to have the vaccine. You know, there, there are um, several mandates that have been put out. And 
you know, I think a lot of it is not centered on health. It's not for health. It's for control purposes. And control is nothing more than what we're going to talk about today, and that's subjugation. How to get total control over people. And unfortunately, this process has been around for a long time. This process was even used in the Bible. Now, in the Bible, you know, sometimes uh, people had to go to war. And to the victor went the spoils. And the spoils were also um, including people. How many times were the, you know, the Israelites in captivity? You know, how many times were the Israelites made subject to foreign rule? Well, quite a few times. And you know what? God allowed it to happen. Because why? It was part of God's plan. So, now before you go thinking, are you saying that God sent COVID to get people subjugated and blah, blah, blah? No, I'm not saying that God sent COVID. God knew that, that COVID-19 was going to hit. And he knew that was going to happen. He knew it before the world began. And, you know, did he, did he create it? Well, here's the deal. There is nothing in creation that exists that wasn't created from the beginning. Nothing new at all. God knows what's going on. God sees the future. God knows the future. God knows... God knew that January 6th, 2021 was going to happen. God knew that, um, you know, 9-11 was going to happen. God knew Pearl Harbor was going to happen. But that didn't prevent those things from happening. All things work together for the good all things work together according to God's plan. What is God's ultimate plan? God's ultimate plan is to redeem man unto himself. God gives us choice. God allows us to choose whether we are going to accept the reconciliation that has been made available to us through the shedding of the blood of Jesus Christ. All right. All right. I've ran it on for almost 15 minutes of an introduction here. Let's get let's let, let let's get started. Let's get in the word. Let's get real. All right. All right. Now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to come out of Daniel chapter 1 and I think I'm going to what I'm going to do is yes, I'm going to read it first, and then we're going to and and then we're going to dissect it. In the third year of the reign of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came to Jerusalem and besieged it. And the Lord delivered Jehoiakim, king of Judah, into his hand, along with some of the articles from the temple of God. 
These he carried off to the temple of his God in Babylonia and put in the treasure houses of his God. Then the king ordered Ashpenaz, chief of the court officials, to bring in some of the Israelites from the royal family and the nobility, young men without any physical defect, handsome, showing aptitude for every kind of learning, well-informed, quick to understand, and qualified to serve in the king's palace. He was to teach them the language and literature of the Babylonians. The king assigned them a daily amount of food and wine from the king's table. They were to be trained for three years, and after that, they were to enter the king's service. Among these were some from Judah, which was Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. The chief official gave them new names to Daniel, Belteshazzar, to Hananiah, Shadrach, to Mishael, Meshach, and to Azariah, Abednego. But Daniel resolved not to defile himself with the royal food and wine, and asked the chief official for permission not to defile himself this way. <coughs> Excuse me. Verse 9 says, Now God had caused the official to show favor and sympathy to Daniel. But the official told Daniel, I'm afraid of my lord the king, who has assigned your food and drink. Why should he see you looking worse than the other men your age? The king would then have had would then have my head because of you. Daniel then said to the guard, whom the chief official had appointed over, Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, please test your servants for ten days. Give us nothing but vegetables to eat and water to drink. Then compare our appearance with that of the young man who eat the royal food and treat your servants in accordance with what you see. So he agreed to this and tested them for ten days. At the end of the ten days, they looked healthier and better nourished than any of the young men who ate the royal food. So the guard took away their choice food and the wine they were to drink and gave them vegetables instead. To these four young men, God gave knowledge and understanding of all kinds of literature and learning, and Daniel could understand visions and dreams of all kinds. That's very important. At the end of the time set by the king to bring them in, the chief official presented them to Nebuchadnezzar. The king talked with them, and he found none equal to Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. So they entered the king's service. In every matter of wisdom and an understanding about which the king questioned them, he found them ten times better than all the magicians and enchanters in his whole kingdom. And Daniel remained there until the first year of King Cyrus. All right. So I told you that we were going to talk about subjugation. And how, how, how it's done. How it was done in the Old Testament. So I'm looking at Daniel chapter 1. And I'm looking during the third year of the reign of, of Jehoiakim, uh, the king of Judah. Well, what happened is old Nebuchadnezzar, and I believe that uh, records point that this is uh, Nebuchadnezzar II, if I'm not mistaken. And basically, he came to Jerusalem and besieged it. How do you besiege something? You come to an area and you want to besiege it. Well, that means there had to have been some kind of battle, some kind of war fought. And as I said earlier, the spoils of war 
go to the victor. Some of the some of those spoils of war were items that were in the temple of God. Some of those items were taken and taken to the treasure houses of the Babylonian God. Right? So that was that was one thing that happened. And then you take a look at the fact that Nebuchadnezzar wanted to take some of the royal line, some of the royal seed, nobility, and took from them the young men that were, you know, physically fit, mentally, they had mental acuity, um, they could pick things up, they could understand things, and so what, what does that say? Well, first off, when you take over a people group like this and you want to make sure that they are in subjugation to you, the one thing you mess with first is you mess with their religion. You mess with their beliefs. You take things that were sacred and in, in, the, in the house of their God and you take those things out and you put them in to the treasure house that it, all the treasures unto unto that specific other god are are stored up and you take those in and you're basically defiling sacred things of of the holy god and then you want to say okay what do we do how how, how do we keep how do we keep control well that's great it's an interesting question you keep you take control first you mess with their religion you take sacred things and you defile the sacred things of their religion uh the second thing you do is you take uh notable people you take young men and nowadays you could take young men and young women that are 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 fit and without defect and without flaw and then you t you take them away from everything that they've known you put them into a basically a boot camp of training and indoctrination. So, um, according to Daniel chapter one, you know, uh, Daniel and uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, new names for the for the other three. And Daniel was Belteshazzar, and their names changed from. Uh, real true meanings that had to do with the almighty God and give them names that mean something and glorify this other God or set of gods of the Babylonians. And then you indoctrinate them. You indoctrinate them with the language and the culture and the knowledge and the stories and uh, everything of the new of, of the victor of the new basically the new order of things so you know you take that and you're basically changing things with indoctrination and you know the older people are a little bit more they're harder to get to that point because they've had it 
in the way that they they have known since birth and you know once you get uh, older people they're a lot less likely to perform in a way or manner um, in which would truly allow ultimate subjugation of a people group so you basically go through and you indoctrinate the young and you put them in a place um, where what they what they may have started growing up with um, in their early formative years um, once they're teenagers you know you indoctrinate them the way you want them indoctrinated now pause for a minute I'm gonna ask a question do we see that kind of stuff happening today do we see that stuff happening today in the American society I propose to you listeners this. You bet your bippy we see it happening. We see it happening because of, well, let's just take a look at at school. Public schools. Curriculum decided upon by people that may or may not have um, a, a Christian background. Uh, we see it in our colleges. Um, young people that go to college, they're still impressionable at, at you know, 18, 19, and 20. You know, so what happens? Well, when you hire a bunch of, of for lack of better terms, very liberal professors and who spent a lot of time in college themselves and they get their masters they get their PhDs um, and then they get their they go through their tests and everything that they have to have to be able to um, teach and instruct the generations of tomorrow and you know some people that, that do this you know you've got your hardcore feminists um, you've got your hardcore left-leaning progressives um, and liberal ideologies that flaunt the things that at one point in time in our history in American history were taught as 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 wrong and now with without remorse, without regard, more and more liberal thought is being pumped into our young impressionable minds and these young impressionable minds are what's going to be running the country and managing the country in the future. We see some of the the pitfalls of this when we take a look at how some younger members of the House of Representatives and Congress how the behavior is appalling how the thought process and some of the thoughts that they have are so far out in left field that it leaves some of us wondering what is going on and it's all 
it's it's all been a slow process of pulling away from God of getting more into you know everybody's a winner there's no losers here's the problem I have with that is because you look at it today and you see young people being being taught there are no winners there are no losers hey everybody gets a participation trophy my friends that is a lie from the pit of hell this is how you change a society is slowly over time you get them to become subjugated to whatever ruling party or person is in place into that same mind frame, into that same mindset. You know, and my friends, this is what is going on today. We have been polarized by not just the left, not just the progressives, but the right during this whole thing that, that, that during this whole pandemic that has been going on, you know, and battle lines have been drawn, you know, um, not too long ago, our president came out and said, you know, um, it's going to be a hard, cold winter of sickness and death for the unvaccinated. Polarizing the very fabric of the United States. When was the last time we saw such polarization in the United States? You're either going to be subject to the left, you're going to be subject to the right. There's no middle ground in today in, in today's American society. I mean, point blank. When was the last time that we really saw that level of divisiveness, that level of division in the United States? Can we say about the time of the Civil War? events leading up to the Civil War? I think we can. It's no longer we're Americans. We're either vaccinated, unvaccinated. We're left. We're right. And division. And here's the thing. Everything that is going on right now, everything that is being taught, everything that's being mandated, everything that is being forced on the American public, even, even across the world, what it's doing is it's causing division. You know, America is, is a great country. But a house divided against itself cannot stand.
there's got to be compromise. But here we are, we're, we're living under a situation and a time where we've got a administration in Washington, D.C. that is trying to dictate everything that we do on a daily basis. They are trying to dictate and, and make us subject to their whims. And you look at the science, oh, trust the science, follow the science. Well, sometimes the problem is, is when you've got multiple people that have the same amount of education in the medical field, in the scientific field, and when they disagree, and you're not allowed to say anything about it, and they have shut people down because it doesn't match the narrative. It doesn't match the narrative that the current administration wants to push. Take a look at Australia, folks. Where you can't go out. Let's take a look at... Um, let's take a look at something that hits a little closer to home. You want to talk about subjugating your, your constituents? Let's talk about New York. Let's talk about the... Um, let's talk about the fact that... Even, you know, Fauci has said it, Biden has said it, oh, I don't think a mandate will be necessary. I don't think this will be necessary. I don't think that'll be necessary. And yet you have law enforcement officials that are being expected to enforce something that, you know, uh, basically a vaccine passport. You can't come into this place and eat. Unless you show us that you're vaccinated. You know, it uh, kind of like the, where are your papers? Show the papers. You know, and it's annoying as all get out. You know, can we not see that the things that are going on in society today have gone on before and they have failed miserably? But, Maybe we have people that think, oh, you know, this is a really cool thing. Um, you know, it, it uh, seemed to work for a little bit. Um, and maybe we can get just enough in and get people to comply. Um, we can slowly manipulate things. <coughs> we can slowly change things. We can slowly, we can slowly introduce a new normal. I am so sick of hearing, you know, there's not going to be a return to pre-pandemic normal. And I get that. But you don't sit there and you don't say, ah, oh, the new normal, the new normal. You know, science says, and this will disagree, and I know you guys may be thinking that we're getting off of the subjugation topic, but we're not. Um... We're just going into some of the some of the happenings of today, some of the events of today, and correlating those to how, in a nutshell, we are being subjugated by the ruling powers, by the ruling authorities. And 
My question, and I'm going to get to this question because this is this is really a question that irritates the snot out of me, is where is the church? Where is the church? Oh, my friends, let me let me just say this. The church has been asleep at the wheel in America for a long time. Now, I know that's an unpopular saying, and you're probably going to turn me off just because I said, hey, the church has been asleep at the wheel. But let's get real. Let's just be honest. The church has been asleep at the wheel. And now with the with the events that have happened from, um, let's just go, let's go back to um, 2018, 2019. Let's talk about the... The woke philosophy. Let's talk about um, how's that? How's that been handled in church? You know, shortly after things started kicking off, and um, you know the. The whole George Floyd issue. Now, I'm not gonna. I'm not sitting here to say whether or not George Floyd was guilty or or his death was was um, you know death in any sense is not acceptable when it's caused at the hands of another person. However. What started from from that, <clears throat> and what I've seen, is I've seen a lot of churches go woke. Um, you know, and there's, I don't know how many, I know there are a lot of people that listen to this podcast that, you know, they work somewhere, and, you know, the diversity and inclusion um, started um, taking on um, full speed at uh, at that point, and I know some. I I have met some people over the past year and a half, two years, and we've you know we've kind of talked about that, and you know CRT. Uh, rears its ugly head and you know parents go to school board meetings and 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 try to say hey you know you're basically teaching racism without teaching racism sort of no you're teaching racism by teaching people to look at themselves based on the amount or the lack of melanin in their skin and then you expect them to denounce who they are because of the color of their skin. Well, let's get a few things straight. Um, number one, each one of us has a has a purpose. There, there, there is a reason for us um, while we're here on this earth. There is a purpose. There is a designed purpose. Now, whether we choose to follow that purpose or not, that's, you know, on each individual. No one is better than anyone else. 
you know, um, maybe your experience has allowed you to um, gain some benefit or opportunity that others have not had. And, you know, but never, ever hold that over anybody's head. I'm no better than anybody else. And I tell my friends, hey, you know, I'm no better than you. You're no better than me. That's why we get along really well is because we have that we have that same philosophy and we have that same amount of respect for one another. And that's and that's just plain and simple how it goes. But we have got a lot of people who are trying to rule the situation and who are trying to um, make it appear that, oh, well, these these certain demographics are better than these demographics because, well, they've been afforded more opportunity and and that's bullcrap. OK, let's just get that out of the way. It's bullcrap. And that's coming down from the highest level, from the from the people that are ruling the ruling powers. They don't have our best interest at heart. If you take a look at America alone, they are thriving on the division that they're causing. They are wanting to keep the division going because at some point, what's going to happen is you either fall in line, show us the papers, or we send you to camp. We take you away from whatever and we send you to camp. Re-education. Well, if you take a look, they took young people in Daniel chapter 1. They took younger people that were, their minds were more moldable and more amenable to being retrained. To changing how how they were meant to be from the beginning. And subjugated them. You can't subjugate a people without first, there being a battle. Second, there being a winner and an obvious loser. Third... You got to jack with their religion. You've got to do whatever you can to disgrace and defile that religion, that a people group's religion. Because when that happens, and if you can raise the slightest question in the people's mind that their religion is not the true religion, that their God is not the true God, you can start to plant those seeds. And as you plant those seeds, you can plant doubt. That's why the Bible says in the end days there will be a falling away from the faith. Not a resurgence and a growth and a push, a revival. There will be a falling away. Alright. So here's the here, here's the 
here's the question that I'm going to ask. What if you look at the things are that are going on today? Number one, do you see some of the similarities of the beginning of subjugation and people being made to become subjects to the powers that be, the ruling powers? Question number two. Are you awake? Are you seeing this? Are you comprehending what's going on? Or are you just going along and going with the flow and not trying to cause a rift, cause a disturbance in the in the in the in the pool that is calm and you just toss a little pebble and you, you, you just don't want to you just don't want to create ripples now somebody said something um, that I found very interesting when violence is your first response to what's going on maybe you have um, maybe you failed when it's when that when that's what you got is violence is never the first reaction if violence is the first reaction you failed to settle it in, a, in an appropriate manner according to the Bible anyway but that's the that's the thought, you know. Once again, you know, we're talking about subjugation. Just wanted to pull some stuff out of of what's going on in society today and say, "Hey man, I see some parallels." Um I see some hard parallels. And so I encourage you guys to keep your eyes open, keep your eyes on the Lord and Join us next time for the next edition of Straight Truths. God bless. Have a good day. You've been listening to Straight Truths Podcast. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for the next episode.